go, go bananas. <laughs> Hi, Allison. Hi, Matt. How are you? Great. I didn't. I didn't do an outline for today. You didn't do an outline for. Wait, what? I know. What does that mean? I guess it means we're winging it. Interestingly enough, we don't have an outline today yet. I yes. feel more prepared <laughs> than, than normal. Be, be, well, because we had homework. We had homework. So we gave I each guess, other homework today. Yeah. So I guess homework supersedes outline. Yeah. Uh-huh. That works. That works. <laughs> you don't sound at all convinced. I don't know anything, man. Okay, today we're going to deviate a little bit from the topics that we normally bring on ADHD 20. We think it's going to be uh-huh. fun because when we say D&D, of course we mean D&D. When we say ADHD, of course we mean ADHD. But sometimes there's room in there for all manner of nerdery. And one, one just precious corner of the multiverse that a lot of people like to talk about and we like to talk about uh, is television, movies, that kind mm-hmm. of, like, world of fun. And mm-hmm. um, we're thinking that every once in a while, we might just, like, pick a TV show or a movie and see how much ADHD coding is found within that movie or television show. And by coding, what I mean is when, when something is coding, that means, like, you're watching it and you're like, ooh, 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 that there's an underlying message there that the writers, actors, directors are trying to say. They're trying to point out mm-hmm. without actually saying it, right? It's coded. And so, um, uh, for example, a very recent example of something that I saw that I was like, ooh, ooh Ms. Marvel has ADHD. And sure enough, it turns out that Kamala Khan does not officially have ADHD in in the world of Marvel Comics, but the director specifically made choices that said, mm, this kid, this kid has ADHD, which I thought was super fun, super cool, interesting. It's all speculation. We don't know anything about anything. We don't know anything about anything. So it's just, it's just us, just like, hmm, is this happening? It's also not like we're trying to make everybody have ADHD. We're not. We promise. Though... You know, apparently no, we're pretty oh. exclusive about our, our cool kids club. We don't it's we don't we don't want, we don't want extras. Them, we're the sweaty we're full. masses. Yeah. No new friends. That I was an it. excellent, excellent explanation of coding. Thanks. Um and I, I do promise everybody like it's I can't really um maybe overly sensitive about this, but I really do want everyone to know that I'm not trying to see ADD in everything. It really is specific. It's a thing. And I think I think that uh, in some ways it, it also helps. Like if, it, if it's something that you live with and you see someone on screen that you can really relate to. So today's example, today's TV choice that we're going to go with, that we're going to discuss for fun, began in 1997. And I can mm-hmm. tell you from experience in 1997, people didn't really talk about ADD as much as they do now. Maybe a little bit more than they did when I was in high school, but... We're entering the world of Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. on today's ADHD 20. I have seen all of Buffy, and, and, and Allison mm-hmm. recently has. We figured, yes. why not start there? And people love it. Yep. And it's fun. And, and Anna's already got the guitar riff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I watched Buffy because of one <laughs> Matthew Bivens. Mm-hmm. 
It, it was you and Jenna Cohen. The year was 2019. Yeah. We were living on a tour bus and had nothing else to do. Yeah. So we said, let's watch Buffy. Uh, and, and it was yeah. it was tough so, for you. It's a tough sell. It was a tough sell because I was afraid that it would scare me. And mm-hmm. then we watched the first episode and I, I laughed a lot. So then yeah. I knew it was going to be okay. There really was only one episode that stood out in my brain as scary, which was Hush, of course. Of course. That is terrifying. Yeah, there's a few. I'm not, I'm um, not saying the, it's not scary completely, but... There were parts of my Buffy watching as an adult that were massively entertaining, wonderful, mm-hmm. and there were parts that were... really Pain- didn't like seasons four through six. Painful. I know. We did so warn painful. you. We warned you. It, it, is not, it is not the most consistent show. However, I still hold that there are episodes in this TV program, especially for its age, you know... I think they were groundbreaking. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Just completely groundbreaking examples of television that probably then influenced television mm-hmm. of all genres. Horror, yeah. non-horror, romance, teen, comedy. Yeah. Well, you know what we have to do first, Matt? Yes, we do. Before, uh, I mean, before I mean, we yes, get into the real topic at hand... We've got to, we've got to roll some dice. Do you want to do a <laughs> D20 roll off to find out which one of us is going to ask first? Oh, just keep rolling, 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 rolling. I mean, rolling, I just rolling, I want to roll rolling, all the things. Rolling, rolling, rolling. You're probably going to be going first. Yeah, I got a 16. I got a 3. So, Dang. Maddie B, okay. what'd you roll on your beautiful uh your right. D100? I rolled dun dun dun. Number 9. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. <laughs> this, is, this is fitting and perfect. Do any of your D&D characters, and I'll let you as the DM choose any of the NPCs that you pilot as well, have ADHD and why? What? Oh, interesting. Hit him with a stump down right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that I didn't, I haven't thought about this, but it's very possible that my character... Um, that is a fairy. She lives in the mm. land of Fae and sometimes pops out. She's very studious. Her name is Rosie. But here's the thing, is that she really loves magic. She loves studying magic, and that's never, that has never been something that she's, she's had a problem doing. Like, it's an endlessly interesting thing to her. And that's one thing to remember. You know, ADHD is not about just, I can't do things ever. Some things you do extremely well if you love them and you want to do them. And I think for Rosie, um, she's left out because magic and exploring the world and learning about other people has been something that she's really loved. But I would guess that if, when, she has to do stuff that she doesn't want to do, like clean her room or, mm-hmm. <laughs> or you know, study science and mathematics – just guessing. Yeah. She's probably not that great. I would say Rosie. That's my that's my vote. That tracks. Mm-hmm. That absolutely tracks. She's also a hipster. Rosie, yes. Following with yeah. Matt's usual look. Rosie, I would say Rosie is in some ways at this point in my very small player character world is probably uh, probably the player that's the most like me. She's a lot more millennial, a lot more millennial than I am. <laughs> but I think, I think there's a lot in Rosie that, that I that I kin to. I love it. Yeah. 
So that's mine. How about you? What'd you roll? Excellent. I rolled a 16. A no, that's a lie. You rolled a 16. I rolled a 46. Just okay. Had that, had that <laughs> six. Ooh, interesting. Gosh, this is great. Okay. This is a, this is a table that was a little bit crowdsourced, uh, and also a lot of it came out of your brain. This is really nice. I, I really like these. Today's question for you, Allison, what is your phone's lock screen? Uh, my phone's lock screen changes every single day because mm. I have ADHD and I don't like to look at the same thing for too long. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I am friends with you, mm-hmm. I, you know, learn all about automations. And so I uh, am a big fan of an artist named Morgan Harper Nichols. Mm. Uh, and she has a very, very beautiful app. If you do not follow her on social media, you should, because mm-hmm. she does these watercolors with just these very inspirational thoughts, quips, quotes, and otherwise. So every single day I get like a daily message. Um, and so all those I like, I save to a special little folder, and then I have the folder tied to an automation that at sunrise every morning changes my lock screen to something new. Uh-huh. And then I get to wake up and feel empowered. Um, and that's like my message for the day. Beautiful. And today's says, not in a hurry. Aww. I am taking my time and blooming at my own pace. That's great. Oh. A little a little peek inside of my brain for you. Bang, bang. Um, well, now that, that that's out of the way. Mm-hmm. So for this episode today, Matt and I did something that I'm, I know I'm no fan of. I'm just going to guess you probably aren't either. We gave ourselves homework. Yeah. I don't it's usually weird. like homework, but this wasn't too hard to do. Yeah. Our homework was like pick a few episodes of Buffy and just get reacquainted with some mannerisms mm-hmm. of some of our favorite characters. In planning this episode, we both very quickly, very readily agreed on one character that we know has ADHD. Um, and we were just going to kind of go and look for some specific examples mm-hmm. and then see kind of who else tickled our ADHD fan- fancy. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a good phrase. Mm-hmm. I dipped, it, I dipped <laughs> a little bit way. into other neurodivergent um Oh. Uh, uh, brains types as well. I noticed. I noticed where I noticed it, uh-huh. but I like kept just telling myself like, "Don't go down those rabbit holes," because then suddenly you're gonna not come with the assignment, and you're gonna have like decided who is on the <laughs> autism spectrum and who is right. suffering some kind of PTSD or narcissism yes. disorder or otherwise. Mm. But I do have thoughts naturally. Okay. Surprise! Yay! Um. Yeah. um so what, in, in prepping for this, can I ask you what episodes you watched? Yes. Uh, so we did give each other this homework <laughs> just a couple of days ago. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I didn't have a ton of time. We're but busy people. What I wanted to do is I know that the characters evolved over the years. And also mm-hmm. we're talking about six seasons. Or was it Seven. seven. Seven seasons. It's seven. Seven seasons. And so, you know, we're, you know, that's a lot. And I know that actors change ideas and so on and so forth. But I wanted to say, like, from the minute that you meet these characters, were my theories correct? And they were, Mm -hmm. I think. I think instantly they Mm -hmm. were correct. So I went with episode number one, season one. First out of the year. Yagata. Yeah. Which is not, you know, the first season of Buffy the Vampire Slayer for those of you who haven't watched it, isn't the best one, but... It's cinematic brilliance. What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not. It's difficult. Uh, you know, there's many people who say, oh, you can just start at season two. You'd be okay. But I don't know. There's like, there's just a delightful awkwardness 
to the first, you know, 30, 40 minutes of Buffy number one. That is like, you know, you meet these characters for the first time and they are just boing, like just cliche, like instantly, you know, which yeah. is Joss Whedon's shtick. And then that's the beauty of what he does is like he'll he'll paint a picture and then he'll say, but these people have, you know, mm-hmm. more uh, more varied colors. So I watched number one and then kind of went down a thread of other characters because there was one character that I thought, well, maybe maybe she does. And it this is sort of the other neurodivergent idea that I had, which I think would be interesting to talk about, too. I mean, look, we're already deviating from D&D. We might as well, you know, take a step Let's out of ADH, ADHD as well. And I dipped into a scene or two of The Body, which I think still is my favorite episode of Buffy. Um, th- that's always one that I, t- when I'm talking about groundbreaking TV, just to me, that's just one of the, so anyway, those are my two, but we can go, go into them more. How about you? I started with episode one just for a little bit, just cause I do love kind of the assembling of the scoobs and otherwise mm-hmm. and meeting Giles for the first time, of course. Mm-hmm. So yes. I watched, um, some of my personal favorite episodes from season one and two, which were the pack, the puppet and Halloween. Ooh. Um, Dang, strong. Okay. I specifically watched The Pack and Halloween because I feel like those are very strong Xander performances, and Mm -hmm. I knew that we were going to talk about Xander a lot with this. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It's going to be about Xander, everybody. Come on. (laughs) Ta-da! Ta-da! But yeah, it's it's so interesting. I'll start off by saying I I don't know if there's an episode where they even mention ADHD or anything like it. Those weren't part of the vernacular of, it just of really the wasn't. late 90s, early aughts. It but wasn't it, the thing we were talking about. Yeah, and and I think as people that are older, and, and we remember a time where that wasn't really part of any kind of, you know, Mm-mm. really most disability. I mean, geez, watch Glee, and that was 2010, and just prepare to sob because it is so depressing how they mm-hmm. treat a kid in a wheelchair. Anyway, but yeah, you didn't you didn't bandy about words like autism or Asperger's or ADD. You were just kind of those people are weird or those people are mm-hmm. wacky or those people talk too much or those people hurt themselves or whatever. And and that's also interesting, right? In other words, what I'm saying is I know that the directors and actors probably did not bring any of this into a show of that age, right, 1997. I know that they probably did not. However, it's funny how I am drawn to the characters that have the most have traits that are that are most like mine too, which is fun. Like I understood. Mm-hmm. I understood Xander even watching it for the first time. And so, I think that's really fun. I yeah, I definitely watching it was immediately drawn to Xander. Mm-hmm. And I think you can go one of two ways. And you hit on this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Friends as the reason that you don't really care for Ross is mm-hmm. because he reminds you of maybe some of your less mm-hmm. than Yes, the less interesting parts of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I know that too. When I, when I meet somebody who is too similar to me, especially the not great sides of myself, I tend to not like that person at all. They mm-hmm. annoy me. And yeah. I'm unconsciously, subconsciously, or otherwise, part of the problem is that I know, like, those are my toxic traits just <laughs> out on display, and I don't dig that. So interestingly enough, and you're either going to love or hate this, um, one of the characters that I would like to bring forward for discussion okay. 
is your girl and not mine, Cordelia. Whoa, let's do it. And so, so just so everybody knows, my journey with Buffy, I, I did not like Cordelia out of the gate. And mm. I... I tried with Angel, you guys. I really, really did, but I couldn't do it. It's tough. And so everybody's like, oh, Cordy's redemption arc comes in Angel. If you could watch that, you might feel differently. <laughs> I'm not going to, so I don't. I just hate Cordy. Uh, much to Matt and Fitz's chagrin. No, no okay. it's a big, it, it's a no it. for me. So I'm watching it through that lens of I don't like Cordy. And then like suddenly I heard your voice talking about Ross. Like, are the reasons mm. I don't like Cordelia things that are too similar to me. And then I thought about one of my potentially most toxic traits when it comes to my own ADHD or general personality. Yeah. Where does one end and the other begin is masking. And that's mm. something that has become kind of a hot term like coding and otherwise when we talk about all of Tell these me different about masking. things. Uh, your ability or inability to cover up what's really going on by playing a certain part. Um, and so a lot of people might not actually know what's going on with you. And I'm sure that there's a far better, far more scientific ex explanation of it than that. But oftentimes it's not conscious. It's not somebody wakes up and says, I'm going to play a jester today. You know, they, <laughs> they just get so good at just pushing it through that yeah. wouldn't that be great mm -hmm. I shall be a bard <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Fitz has reminded me I did name one of my D&D weapons Cordelia take from that what you will see this also ties back into D&D we will never get fully away from it mm -mm. sorry um, not sorry but I see, I, I realize now, because, and so you often think of the ones that are perceived as the very strong types who are really some kind of broken inside yeah. as the ones who are experts at masking. Um, and so they tend to have this certain presence about them. And then, you know, the ones who really get to know them know that that's not the true Cordy, Allison, or otherwise. Love it. Um, you have... have you have caught me masking in the past, um, mm. and we have talked about that. Mm -hmm. And so I wrote in in big, like in my notes, is that why I don't like Cordelia? Ooh, or is it that she's actually the worst? Like, is, is that my problem with her? <laughs> um, and where I'm picking up on the potential for ADHD is at the beginning of the puppet show, We the episode opens with the auditions for the talent mm. show that Giles has been roped into producing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Cordy is trying to audition with Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All, and she's doing a piss poor job. And mm -hmm. I'm wondering if maybe her ADHD kept her from practicing or getting mm. to her voice lessons or things like that. And also, she kind of then has this very snide, you know, reaction to um, the way she's treated about like, okay, that, that's enough, enough. Which makes me think of myself when if I'm not immediately good at something, uh -huh. I get really hateful about it. You do. So... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay, where do we where do we want to start? Do we want to go in some kind of order? Uh, what if we I, start at the first episode? What if we just start okay. like um, mm -hmm. Buffy number one? We meet Buffy. She she has moved from L.A. because you don't really have to have seen the movie 
but it follows events that happened in the movie. Basically, Buffy mm-hmm. burned down her school kind of thing accidentally. Oopsie! Whoops! <laughs> because she is a slayer and she is the chosen one. And she, but she's moved in this new place, Sunnydale, and wants a whole new life. Does not want to be a slayer. Does not want to vanquish vampires. Just wants to be a normal high school teen. Which, of course, in the first episode, immediately it's impossible. There's no way. She is the chosen one. That she cannot shirk her duties. And she tries many, many, many times in the first season. <laughs> like, it's basically just like, I quit, I quit, I quit, I quit. So anyways, we meet the main character. And she goes to school. And she's dreading it a little bit, understandably. She's, you know, she's had some tough times at schools. So she goes in and, and she's like a cute blonde girl from the late 90s, which means, you know, mm-hmm. she makeup and blonde hair and mini skirt and, you know, cheerleader E, right? And so there's like all of this like record scratching of, uh, you know, boys that are like, who's the new girl? You know, all of this stuff. Where is her social standing going to, you know, mm-hmm. spin out, right? Well, that's wh- the first thing that happens is that. Cordy schools her on who is who is acceptable yes. to talk to because Cordy right. is trying to figure out like does she want to be friends with a new girl and if she does she's got to make sure that she doesn't go for the Willows yes. and the Xanders right right but and before that though like really truly in the first five minutes we meet Xander and and he is this doofus I mean he is a doofus like he's a he's a mm-hmm. handsome kid but he's on a skateboard. And he's not aware of his surroundings. He thinks it's okay to skateboard through, like, an enormous crowd full of people. And so in the first few minutes that we meet him, he's, like, trying to get through this crowd. He sees Buffy. He's like, wooga, wooga. And he (laughs) slams into stairs, and he, like, knocks himself down. There's, like, a lack of awareness there. That's very, you Mm -hmm. know, clumsy as hell. So he gets up, he recovers from that, and he's just kind of like, mm, just just focused on. And then then you meet Willow, a good friend of his. Mm-hmm. And their conversation in, in this first few minutes is, hey, Willow, can can we meet this afternoon? Can you help me with, you know, I'm having tutor, problems tutor, with tutor, the math. Tutor, tutor, tutor. Right? Yep. And she says, what part of the math? He's like, the math, right? Because he can't focus on math, because he can't. He mm-hmm. can't do it because he's too busy. I don't know. His favorite thing is skating. I don't know what his favorite thing is yet. We don't know that yet. But he's he's like just a goof. He runs into Buffy, literally. She drops something, and he kind of turns around, and he tries to help her pick things up, and he can't speak, and he can't finish his sentences, and he says the wrong things. And I know that they're playing it as as this guy has a crush on this girl instantly mm-hmm. like he's nervous i get it and that is that is true but there's so many different versions of that but his specifically was all these add things all these things that like when you're in this heightened state your brain just starts boiling yep. and you just you, you, just you can't don't get the words out you can't speak you can't do it um his friend jesse actually calls him a bibbling idiot but he's also at the same time he's got this like He's got this ease and this charm. He's got the. He's really charming, and when he can kind of calm down, he's really very funny. You know, so yep. he's got all these yep. different pieces going on at the same time. And I just, you know, I was like, Xander, man, Xander's the guy. 
Xander's the guy. He's My the, first note on him is guy. non-specifically. Xander often has a hard time expressing himself or saying what he means. It's like the words in his head don't sync with what he's actually trying to say. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would call him affable at best and a bibbling idiot. Bibbling idiot. More normally. Yeah. In the pack, um, okay. there yep. is a joke made about uh, Xander is habitually late. Mm. It's an expectation that they have. Um <laughs> Let's see what else. I, he's the most susceptible to mixing things up. He's constantly trying to find his place. So we we see him get into all of these hijinks, especially in the first two seasons, because he's just so desperately looking, where am I going to fit in? What am I going to do? Where don't I stand out? Mm-hmm. Um, which I think can sometimes be a very ADHD trait of like, this is the thing. Maybe this goes back to masking. Like, I don't want this to be the thing about me. That I don't want to be an idiot. I don't want people to know me as the person who talks faster than they can think. And so as a result, you're trying to find some other label. So you're literally trying on other tropes, archetypes, uh-huh. whatever, um, to get to that. And I even wrote this resonates with me as someone who spent a lot of time masking to fit in. I noted that the Scoobs have to stay on his case to get stuff done. He's the one that they're constantly having to circle back to. And are you going to be here at this time? Are you going to do this? Are you sure? Can you, you know, everybody else tends to kind of get their marching orders and and go off to do them. And it's always Xander is the one we think is going to f*** up. (laughs) Always. I know. And it's, am I I wrong in saying that it's usually like at, at the last minute? too he's always mm-hmm. kind of like just coming rushing in, in rushing in, in late yep. last minute not getting the job done until the last minute or not doing it not getting it done the mm. other thing I, so i mentioned that <laughs> maybe this is you can tell me if i'm digging too deep on this okay. one no, but in the so. in the halloween episode <laughs> sometimes xander hyper fixates on something to an extreme level so that it's overdone there were three or four halloween episodes but in the very first one that's the one where they all fall under that spell that turns them into whatever they're dressed up as and xander comes into buffy's house he's dressed as an army commander so he's in full fatigues (laughs) and he comes into her house spewing military tactics like like i mean just rolling off of his tongue in a way we've never seen xander be able to do before probably from all the video games he played this is a boy of the 90s after all Mm -hmm. um but i just think it's funny that it's overdone to a point that i'm looking at it as being coded for a hyper fixation and you notice that whenever Xander gets into trouble, like he is able to always get so deep into the knowledge of whatever has befallen him. Mm. It's like that that information was somewhere in the back of his head all along because he's able to tap into it a little bit too easily. So it's yeah. like that question we got on the D100 table a couple weeks ago where it was, what's something that you have gone down such a rabbit hole on, you know, researching that you've become an accidental expert? Yes. I feel like if, you know, Google had been fully available to Xander in 97 the way it is to us today on a smartphone, like he, there would be random things that he would just pop off. Yeah. I just, I, I feel like that Xander on a core level. No, I'm, in, I'm into um, that. I'm into that, yeah. I wrote somewhere deep inside, there's some layer of his sweet little neurodivergent brain just ready to unleash that level of chaos and specificity. Mm. I took my assignment really, really seriously, (laughs) you guys. (laughs) You did, but that is great. Uh, And yes, I'm just thinking of this. It would also explain if, if both Xander and Cordelia 
our ADHD, it would explain why ultimately there was an attraction between the two of them. Why they would both spend the first season and a half being so disgusted and then like one day be like, just kidding, and just make out central. Like that explains so much of that. It really does. I would also say that, so his in-game, spoiler alert, love of life ended up being uh, Anya, who is... Anya. Who is a demon, right? What was Anya? She was mm-hmm. not mortal. Yeah, she'd been around since the beginning of time. She was some kind of demon. Yeah, or, in human form. But I think, yeah, she'd been feeding off souls somehow. Yeah. But, that, but it's interesting to me because they're showing a correlation between ADHD and autism these days, right? Like that there are some mm-hmm. connections, there are overlaps, there are there's oh, yeah. spectrums of ADHD, there's spectrums of, of autism. Mm-hmm. And um, yep. to me, no joke, uh, and I know she's a demon or demons, more. Demons, demons, demons. Uh, Anya is autistic, right? A hundred percent. No question. No. She and Tara Tara, she, I've is, already forgotten, are a hundred percent on the spectrum. Yeah. In a Mm -hmm. strong way. Yeah, for sure. Absolute coding for that. Well, and Anya's is because she's actually not human. So, of course, like human communication and interaction is actually foreign to her. Mm -hmm. And take that as you will (laughs) in in 2022, you know, looking back and going, okay, so somebody who's coded with autism is actually a demon. (laughs) Not what we're saying. Without without any. Yeah. Not what we're saying. <laughs> um, there is, you know, there's this episode called The Body. And, and uh, there's plenty of examples of, of Anya being this way. And I think mm-hmm. that her her inability to have human mm-hmm. emotion, you know, we, let's just call it human mm-hmm. emotion, right? It is what, what her challenge was. Um, but it really, like, people point to this episode, The Body, which is one of my, my favorite shows. And I... Little personal side note, I saw The Body uh, before I had seen any other episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I saw it. Oh. Yeah. And I, I was like, yeah, okay. I didn't get the show. I didn't get the episode. I didn't understand anything. But flash forward, sadly, a short few years later, I had all the context because my, my dad had died. Anybody that's lost a parent, watch The Body again. It is a very, it's a very heartfelt episode. It's a very sad episode. Joss Whedon had just lost his mom, and that's he put that, mm. put all of that into the show. But there are little things about that episode that are so amazing. If you are someone who understands, you know, I don't want you to understand, of course. But if you've lost mm. a parent and you watch that episode, there's so much stuff in that episode that's like, what? Like, one of the things that I always bring up is Buffy's mom is you know, they have to get her to the hospital and she's dead. And sorry, again, spoiler alert, but hopefully, you know, that was 98, y'all. So, you know, uh, she picks up the telephone and for no reason, the the buttons of the phone are suddenly like unreadable and enormous, right? Like she can't, like mm. she can't do it. She can't dial, right? And also the amazing thing is like the whole episode, pretty much from the view of Buffy she cannot look anyone in the eyes. So the camera stops pretty much right below anyone's gaze, right? Pretty much at the chin. All of the people that come in, like the ambulance people, her friends. It's just, I'm getting chills thinking about it now because it's, you know, when I got the call, uh, the dad was in the hospital. 
just that heightened sense of lack of sense. I mean, you just, these things start shutting down in your brain, but that's exactly what, I mean, I couldn't see anybody. I was in Atlanta all the way from there to the airport to Vermont where he was, and all, all the things become so impossible to do. All the little things that you take for granted, like paying for something or... Anyway, in the heightened moments, really amazing. So, at the end of that episode, this demon, Anya, is uh, asking all these questions of, mm-hmm. of Xander and Willow. And she's asking questions like, well, are we going to see the body? Are we going to see... Is she going to be you know, lying down? You know, she's asking all these questions that sound so insensitive. You know, maybe someone who just doesn't have that filter of, mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, social norms. And that's, that's what Xander and Willow play. Like, what are you mm-hmm. saying? Please, you can't ask those questions. I mean, she's like, I don't remember what she actually says, but I just... Just these questions that you go, you go, oof, yikes. And she's just asking them. And then finally, Willow blows up at her. And she just, she's like, well, I, I don't understand. No one is explaining this to me. No one is helping me through this. I'm never going to say hello to her again. I'm never going to watch her, you know, walk across the street again. All these different, all these little things. And it's really sweet. It's very, very sweet. But it is something, I think, that if processing emotion, processing experiences in that way were more challenging to you. These are things that, that mm-hmm. you know, somebody might ask. So I loved yeah. it. I loved that. So I wonder, I wonder if that's, that's another thing that they were, going, they were, they were doing is they had the ADHD Trying kid with, with someone that would maybe give him some patience or give him some, you know, to try to slow him down, to try to say, you know, because if you have ADHD, maybe you're all emotion. Everything's pure emotion, the good, the bad, all of it. And I think that that's true across any neurodivergent spectrum <clears throat> is a lot of times that things that are perceived as uh, socially incompetent, we'll call it, is mm. is usually that person just trying to understand and being perceived in a hurtful or incorrect way. Hell yes. Hell yes. Um, you know, once again... That is why I am glad we're doing this podcast. I'm glad that there are doctors that care about this now. <laughs> there are therapists and coaches and mm-hmm. people talking about it because think about all the people that we grew up with that were just weird, right? I remember the first time that someone um, talking about their son summarized autism as you you take a hole the size of a pinhole and you try and shove all of the light that we all experience through a very large frame mm. through that little tiny pinhole. Like, how would you feel if everything was being kind of focused on you in a very, very narrow path, but still the same amount? Mm. You know, and, you know, I probably had been mean and rude and why are they weird and why do they act like that? And yeah. once somebody kind of put it in those terms of like, yeah, I'd probably not react physically or emotionally well too if I had light and sound traveling to me through a different, more narrow path. So, And for us, maybe it's take normal light and then, like, turn up the brightness, the gain, the And also, the like, put a disco ball so put it's, like, reflecting ball. and reflecting everywhere. Yeah. Help me! Yeah. Yep. Uh, 
Well, this was super fun. I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was fun to step out, step out, and, yeah. and try something new. Yeah, I feel like this was the perfect discussion for me to have with you, since you were the one. You, with the help of our good friend Jenna Cohen, mm-hmm. brought Buffy firmly into my life. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. You know, I will say this: this is probably going to surprise you. Now I want to go rewatch. <laughs> like, I know. no, it doesn't surprise me at taste. all. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, oh, oh. oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, thank you for having this weird little chat with me. Thank you, <laughs> listeners of ADHD20, for tuning in to listen to two people who are not in any way qualified nope. to diagnose a cucumber. Uh, no. <laughs> and nope. yet here we are talking about made-up people um, and what we think their um, afflictions and otherwise might be. Oh, no, because it's fun, <laughs> and it's therapeutic, and it's harmless, and... I don't know if people if people end up listening to this episode a lot. Maybe we'll do more of these. If there is a cast that you want to join the conversation, mm, please um, about please let us know. Someday we'll get somebody who could, who could actually actually diagnose, and that'll be really fun. We'll do that someday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, you guys, for joining us, and thank you for supporting us. And we do have a Patreon. As, mm-hmm. as per requirement for podcasters <laughs> and <laughs> and nerds all across the land. Thanks to our little Discord family. Thank, thank, thank you, Matt, for hating on Ross and 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 generating and this, this great anytime idea anytime with your Ross Geller haterade. <laughs> <laughs> anytime and until next time, my friend. Love you. Yay. Yay.